Good morning, good evening. This is Awkward Pause. My name is Elmer. Joining me here today is uh, my tall friend, Cassidy Sargent. Hello, I'm happy to be here. I'm not as tall as Robert. Robert's also not my friend. Gosh. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, also uh, joining us here today, my less tall friend, Andrew Street. It must be nice to be tall. You know, I'll tell you what. I don't think it's that nice to be tall. I think it's. I think it's nice to be Cass and I's height. What where, is the height where you say that person is tall? I feel like What's it's the six. threshold? I feel like you guys are tall. I would say yeah. you guys are tall. I stood on a stool the other day and I was like, fuck, some people are just this tall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, God, you see so many different things than I do. Hmm. Pisses me off. It's such a privilege to never have to think about height, you know, because I was yeah. never too short or too tall where it was ever mm-hmm. a con- like a thought. Literally height until privilege. you guys told me Robert was tall. I didn't know. Yeah. Height privilege. What height length privilege. gene do you guys get? Uh, 30 or 32, depending on if it's a gene I'm going to cuff or not. How does that work? I get 30 or 32 and I, ha- I cuff them. That doesn't get, make sense. I get 29 or 30, depending if I'm going to cuff them. <laughs> <laughs> Cassie, you're 34? I think these are... Th- I think these might be 30s, guys. Uh, well, you, everyone wear wears their jeans anglets. differently, you know? I I wear them right at, right at the 32s. belt area, you know? What's that mean? The rust I think belt. these yeah. are 32s. Yeah, you know. Bible belt. <laughs> the Bible belt, yeah, above... Above, uh, below the belly button. Right above the rust belt, but right below the Bible belt. (laughs) (laughs) The sweet spot. (laughs) Oh, man. Wait, who's wearing their jeans above the belly button? Well, isn't that the thing where, like, people are, like, you're technically supposed to wear your jeans. Really? At your belly button. My wife wears her jeans way fucking up there, man. But, like, like, in different roles, maybe. Yeah, that's I like think the high are, waisted. Yep, that's fine. And it probably looks great. I do that. It's not looking great. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you look like an, an 1800s prospector. Yeah. <laughs> There's gold in them heels. Also here today, my uh, my you know heightless friend, Sam Atherton. Hello. Hello. I, I I do think about being tall sometimes. I feel like tall people, I feel like we don't understand the struggles of people who are real tall, though, because you do mm-hmm. stick out like a sore thumb. You know, I feel like a tall person walks into a room and everybody's looking at them and everybody makes the same stupid jazz jokes. Right. Mm-hmm. Guy must be good at basketball. Yeah. How's the air up there? <laughs> well, I think that's the thing you just pointed out, Andy. If you're not. If you're not playing basketball and you're that tall, it, it extra sucks. How tall you, are you anyway? Like, well, you're not able to take advantage. Like, what else is there? What, like, practical skill or job requires, like, do you have a benefit for being tall? Is it literally just sports? I mean, I'm pretty uh, sure the statistics show that taller people get better jobs and have higher pay. Because they command respect. Right. They're sca- they're, people are scared of them. But not yeah, like my short Oompa ass Oompa is the CEO. <laughs> <laughs> People that are tall enough can work and be like power line technicians uh, because they save money. They don't need the truck. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do a little, a little jump, reach up. There. They just stand tall. Right, right. The, the real cruel thing is that if you get too tall, you basically can't play basketball. 
right? Those dudes that are like seven foot four, it's like their frame can't support running up and down the court pound in the pavement 24 seven. Yeah. I mean, that's the you truth know. about really tall people in general, right? The taller you are, the less life expectancy you statistically have. Right. Cause like, isn't it like some shit about your body? I, I probably up to a point when, you know, there's probably some point where your height enters into like an abnormal state. And that's probably <laughs> when you have like, you know, your health issues. It's like the pugs with the smashed in noses, you know, mm-hmm. we, we bred them to be tall like this. And giraffes. <laughs> giraffes. Yeah. Did you guys know that left handed people have a shorter life expectancy than right handed people? See, that one just seems like one of those times where the numbers just landed that way, but it doesn't mean anything. So do you know this is this is, is it, proven fact. Do you know why? The entire world is people. designed for right handed people, right? I, I imagine the left handed people have more pratfalls. Yeah. So all of the like factory worker jobs and stuff, uh, all of the machines are meant for right handed people. And so left handed people suffer more work related injuries. Ipso facto. Hmm. Shorter mm. life expectancy. It's hard I was using here. a chainsaw with my dad this weekend, actually, and he's mm. left-handed, uh, mm. and it was a big problem. Yeah. Mm. Huh. Never thought about that. It sucks. Every single power tool meant for yep. right-handed people. Damn. That's uh, right privilege. Yeah. I yeah. wonder, is there, like, left-hand support groups and advo- advocacy to, like, get left-handed tools put on the shelves? Me and Cass's dad are going to start it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, the, the, there was like a big push for left-handed scissors for a while. I don't know whatever happened to that. Like that is no joke. Like I try to use scissors with my left hand. It's hard. Fucking nothing. Yeah. Switch to my right hand. Magically works. I don't get it. They used to so slap the, the left hand out of you, right? Like that's a thing that I feel like my grandmother used to say. Like if you were left-handed in Catholic elementary school, they would mm-hmm. like... Be like, that's the devil. You got to use the right hand. Just take a hammer to it. Yeah. A lot of these hardcore baseball dads, you know, the ones that just will their kids into the, the major leagues, they uh, they will fuck them up even if they're right handed and make them learn how to bat left handed. Mm. Like just that's trick like their a valuable fucking brain. Yeah. Ability. Yeah. Yeah. There's more right handed <laughs> pictures than left handed pictures. So you have the advantage if you're. Facing opposite. Wow. Look at that, dude. Yeah. Is that going to be you, man? I mean, I really... Oh, man. It, it's it's tough because I they tried to force me into baseball in every sport, and I hated it so much. I was such a little shit. Uh, it, was, it was awful. And then I got older, and it's like, oh, shit, sports are cool. I'm angry now that I don't have any good memories of sports. All my memories of sports are me being awful. And... <laughs> So I want my kid to learn how to lose, learn how to win, learn teamwork. I think these are valuable things that sports can teach kids. Learn how to bat left-handed. But I don't want to force, you know, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want him to resent me. Think about this though. If, if your parents had just kept pushing, if your parents had continued to force you, we, we could have gotten over the hump. You, you'd be the next Mike Trout or somebody in baseball out there. You don't know me, dude. I think like your parents robbed you of this. I really think that your parents are to blame here, that you're not in the MLB. That's all I'm trying to say. Okay. I'll stand by that. I uh, wasn't planning on talking about this, but we're here. 
saw a documentary last night called Three Identical Strangers. Have you guys heard of this? Yes. No. Have you guys seen this? No. I don't know that I have seen this one. It's on Hulu. Fantastic documentary. It's this fucked up story of this guy who shows up to college first time and everyone recognizes him, recognizes him. Girls are kissing his kissing him, welcome back. They're calling him the wrong name. He's so confused. Then someone comes up to him and is like, whoa, I thought you weren't coming back this year. They piece it together. He's talking about someone else. This, this, this guy makes a phone call. Turns out these two kids were both adopted, born on the same day from the same adoption agency. They were uh, twins separated at birth. Hmm. Story gets published. Wholesome news cycle. Then this other kid sees the paper and he's like, holy shit, those two guys look like me. We have the same birthday. <laughs> We were adopted from the same adoption agency. He calls them up, and then they're just the the three fucking twins that were separated at birth. Uh, fascinating story of just like, holy shit, that's crazy. They were living within a hundred miles of each other, and they didn't know. Then here's the kid. I mean, are you? I'm just gonna spoil this movie a little. Okay. Bit. This is real life. I'm gonna spoil spoilers facts. for mm-hmm. three identical strangers. Strangers, right. real life. The thing that that people start to wonder. Like, it's wholesome that they met each other, but why Why did this happen? How did this happen? And turns out they were part of an experiment where they separated multiple pairs of uh, identical twins mm. into different families. Like a nature versus nurture thing? Exactly. It's a nature versus nurture thing. That, well, okay. Well, that's the first thing. That's like, because all the people involved won't talk or are dead. And the documents are sealed until 2066, and they will not allow even the people to uh, who are involved in the study to view them unredacted. And it seems like the study was just actually never finished because it was not published. There was no conclusion. But the nature versus nurture idea, we get there, right? And, and what remind me of this is just saying, like, nature did not want me to be an athlete, Cass. It was just not going to happen hmm. no matter what my parents did. But... That shit was fucked up, and then they realized one step further. They were able to like track down this one ninety-year-old man who like was part of the study, and these studies involved like visiting the kids at the house like every couple of months and doing like cognitive tests or Rorschach tests or you know just trying to see what 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 was going on. Then this dude reveals, oh shit, it wasn't you guys are wrong. It wasn't a nature versus nurture thing. It was about parenting. And then they realize that it made, it, it almost makes too much sense. The three identical uh, brothers, one was put in a low-income family, a mid-income mm. family, a high-income family with different parenting styles. Mm. And uh, uh, super spoiler, the one with the bad parents ended up committing suicide. And it's this big, uh, you know, moral question of like, if we, if we do we do, is it worth doing shit like this to find the answers to things that might not have any other way of providing answers? I think no, probably. When was this? This feels like something they would have fucking banned for moral reasons. Well, this was before the Stanford prison experiment, oh, okay. which is what created the need for um, like the review board for like these kind of studies. But like no one even knows who funded this shit. It's all it was all private. This is just you know the Wild West. This is maybe 
I think in the 60s is when it was happening. And then in the 80s is when the the three kids met at 19. Mm. And they That's opened wild. a restaurant called Triplets. <laughs> wow. This, this shit sounds wild. I might need to watch this. Yeah, I really I think sound, you guys really would all watch this. And I didn't even wow. like, there's so many more layers, dude. Like, I didn't even really get spoil the big stuff. Um, but that's worth watching. Nature versus nurture. Fascinating, infinite thing that we'll probably never know the, the real truth about. But wild times. Documentaries are so good, man. That's like all I actually watch yeah. anymore. I, I probably, without exaggeration, every weekday watch three to four documentaries. Damn. Every I'm weekday? going I'm I'm going A to Z on HBO documentaries. Oh, OK. And like I'm getting there. There's I'm one called through. Fastball on the history of the fastball. That's a good one. That sounds that sounds interesting. I'll probably yeah. watch that. There's one called Fastbender. The history of Michael Fastbender. Yeah, that sounds interesting. I'll probably watch that. <laughs> Highly recommend uh, Ernie and Joe Crisis Cops on HBO if you have it. Ernie and Joe Crisis Cops. OK. That's yeah, really good, Andrew. Yes, you have a couch. Uh, yeah, we got a couch. This was a this was an experience. <laughs> yeah, uh, because yeah, I want to hear about it. Uh, we ordered this couch. One couches are so fucking expensive. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, you know, I don't think the middle ground between like a hundred dollar ikea couch and a four thousand dollar uh pottery barn couch is there's nothing there's not much there it's kind of a, a no man's land uh so finding a couch that was like relatively affordable was a hassle especially in covid when we need like we were sitting in beanbag chairs because there's not much we can really do so we ordered this couch we got we liked it then they take they keep calling and saying that they, they don't want to deliver it they can't find it it's lost. It'll be there whenever because it ships through the uh, the freight, mm. like it's a freight shipper. So this was at um, sea. I don't know. It was in the fucking sky. It was on sea <laughs> land. Planes, <laughs> trains, and automobiles, baby. So uh, I think when when it's freight, it's it's like delivered on a truck, right? Yeah. And not yeah. The final like leg of it, they bring it on like the big truck. Somebody comes and delivers it. A good uh, pallet. What's the quality of the pallet? No pallet. The mm. dude they sent to deliver it, I don't want to put him on blast. Let's do it. put him on blast. He had a, a Wildwood shirt. Wildwood, New Jersey is, is a popular shore location. Mm. Um, and then he also had a Wildwood hat. Big Wildwood fan in the house. <laughs> uh, so finally, they, they keep rescheduling my delivery. Finally, they're like, it's coming Thursday, but we don't have the sectional piece we don't know where that is so right now it's just a normal couch i still don't have an update on where that is so we'll figure that out someday um but they show up with the couch and they don't give me a head they're supposed to like call me 10 minutes ahead to say like hey we're we're coming the window is three to seven two o'clock i get in the shower and they call me as soon as i get in the shower we're outside of course <laughs> i was like, it's so early so I, I put on like clothes, I'm soaking wet, go outside. Then he's like, oh, I can't help you bring this inside. He's like, yeah, COVID, I'm just going to put it on the sidewalk. Oh. And I was like, I was like, I could pay. I was like, literally all it's light. 
I just can't carry it with my tiny little arms because it's a big box. I will pay you to help me carry it up the stairs. He's like, yeah, no. Company policy. I can't do that. I was like, all right, I understand. Thank you. So I sat with the couch on the the sidewalk. Oh. Uh, luckily, my parents <clears throat> don't live too far. So I called my my old pops and he helped me <laughs> carry it up the stairs. Because he it w- carried it himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, This is the lightest thing I've ever held. (laughs) (laughs) Because we're a walk up with no, it's three flights with no elevator. So it was like, I couldn't do much by myself. Um, But now we're, uh, you know, lap of luxury. We got a couch. The cat sleeps on it all day. Uh, No longer are we sitting in a beanbag chair. Now we can use the TV. Now I can start watching documentaries. (laughs) Living that young professional life once again. Oh, yeah. Uh, We got our new place. (laughs) We're loving it. It's so we like it a lot better than our old one. Location so much better. Bees, um, no bees yet. <laughs> like we're, I think, almost over two weeks in, and no bees. Um, Big win. Yeah, that's we huge. Uh, speaking of short people, our cabinets are pretty tall. I can't reach the top shelves, hmm. uh, so we're getting <laughs> one of those little collapsible <laughs> stools, yep. Yep. so that we I can, so that I can actually reach anything. Um, Melissa's shorter than me, so she's in the same boat. Uh, so it's a struggle. But we're getting you just, you know, we're pulling you just fly Robert out when you need something. Yeah, I mean, Robert wants to go to Atlantic City. If he wants to go so fucking bad, he could come get the shit out of my top shelves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's been uh, new apartment life. It's fun. Moving in. I forget if I even talked about it on the show. Movers. First time we ever got movers, we moved all of the stuff in ourselves at the last place. Miserable. Movers. Kings. It's the definitely unsung heroes. Strat. The unsung heroes. Every, everything's safe. Everything intact. Yeah, everything was fine. We went with like um, every place because I, I called a bunch of movers to get quotes. They were like, we don't come in to do quotes because of COVID. So just like estimate the amount of stuff you have and we'll give you a quote. All like the big companies, insane quotes. They were like, yeah, it's going to be like $2,000. Oh, I was like, get the, yeah. what the fuck? Uh, I found this like mom and pop place, came highly recommended. They were like, dude, 700 bucks. We'll do all of it. We'll, we'll fucking handle it all. We'll drive it over there. You're safe. Worked out great. These guys were awesome. Wow. I was waiting for the catch. That's awesome. Yeah, they fucking killed it. I stood up here like I felt like an idiot. Just stand. They were like, I was like, here's some bottles of water. Like, can I do anything? They were like, just stay out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> like, All right. So I just stood there like I felt like a clown as they carried. It's like boxes marked amiibo up the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> just wait for them to put the bed in and then climb on the bed and play switch. <laughs> <laughs> we got movers when we moved the last time. And uh, luckily, Robert just paid for them because we had to move because of him. So it was best of both worlds for me. Hell yeah. But we went the, instead of the mom and pop route, we went the hot college kids who move <clears throat> boxes for you route, oh, which I yeah. assume is in every city. Um, and we just got these young studs came in. <laughs> uh, you know, they put on their, their belt, their back brace thing. Uh, and it was weird too seeing them wrap shit up, especially because at first they just have to like wrap stuff in like those those blankets or the 
that rap stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> I said this is rap stuff three times. I don't know what it's called. Um, and uh, it was so awkward just sitting there. And Robert and I hadn't eaten because we were packing all morning. And we were like, hey, is it cool if we uh, just leave? And they were like, well, you're technically not supposed to. But we'll say you went to the leasing office if, if, if our boss does a random check. Because they're bo- but he's like, I don't think my boss will come because my boss just did a random check at our last place. Uh, so Robert and I went, got food, came back, and they were still working. A lot of work left to do. They just got to fucking move stuff. And it's so uncomfortable to just sit there. And it really yeah. makes you feel like a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's super expensive and it's a luxury to be able to do it. And it's, 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 it's one of the best ways to spend money. But it's so uncomfortable. And you can't even distract yourself with any of your stuff because all of your stuff's packed up. You just have to sit there and do small talk. At least in the new place, I could like be out of the way and like unpack stuff and look busy. Mm-hmm. At the old place, I just stood in the kitchen like, yep, yep, on my phone. I didn't want it to seem like I was watching them. I was like trying to seem distracted. I was like, maybe I'll I'll clean the counter. <laughs> 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 just like over and over like you're an NPC in a, in a video game uh, but yeah, yeah movers are kings unsung heroes absolutely for real I'm so, too stingy I've never paid movers I like I also respect that yeah I mean I, I respect the hell out of it but yeah, I think it's stairs. Different. I think I think when you have stairs it might change things oh well, yeah, yeah you're locked the, in the though. third the third level walk up I mean come on yeah. yeah, I'm not I'm not a madman. I think that's the main reason is we were like, these guys found the parking. They blocked like did the they had the whole truck like I would have had to rent the truck. And then I don't know anyone besides my dad who was going to help me carry up three flights of stairs. So it like would have taken us hours, I think, up and down those stairs, like just the two of us. It's like, you know what? Fuck it. It's probably worth it. Yeah. So you guys the carried all your the- shit. Like, Cass, you carried all your stuff in, all the furniture yeah. and stuff. Yeah, Am- Amber and I did 100% of it. How'd you deal with, like, a, you know, your, did you buy get a truck? Yeah. Okay. We yeah, we rented that. a U-Haul that I drove. Okay. Wow. First it was, time it U-Haul was a whole driver? thing, man. Uh, yeah. How scary <laughs> was, was that shit? It was scary. Yeah. But recommend it. <clears throat> you recommend it? Scared. Yeah, it was fun. Why not? I'm really scared uh, about moving like cross country again. I think it's going to happen in my lifetime within the decade. Mm-hmm. And I just don't want to buy shit, but I need shit. So, Elmer, while we're on the topic, let me give you this pro strat. There's these like shipping pods that you can get. And this is what I did when I moved from New York back to Michigan. And so basically it's like a small shipping container they drop it off, you fill it up, they pick it up and they they'll deliver it for you. And it's like, I mean, for for long, long distances, it is wildly cheaper than U-Haul. I'll, so, I'll have to hit you up about that. Yeah. Just uh, if anyone out there is looking to move. I know other long. people that have used that, too. It, it seems like a, a good deal for sure. Yeah. So. The couch thing, Andy, with the 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 the, the death of the middle class of couches. Mm. I, I'm having that problem with almost everything else in my life right now, because I I'm I'm getting to the point now where my girlfriend's here, 
and she's seeing that I live like a fucking animal. Mm-hmm. So I, I, there's certain things I just, you know what? I don't have a blender right now. Is that, is that the worst thing? I don't know. I don't, I don't really need a blender. I haven't thought about needing a blender until Lexi was like, where's your blender? And I was like, I don't have a fucking blender. And now I'm looking at blenders and I'm like, you're, you're either, you either look like you're going to fall apart or you're in the like $200 range. Yeah. And then I'm like, everyone likes ninjas. I look up like best blenders of, of the last couple of years. Ninja not on that list. I don't know what to make of this. So I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know what to do. Like, like that's like the one brand I know. But I also don't know what I need to look for in a blender. I just want something that I'm not going to have to buy again within the next four to five years, maybe, would be ideal. Uh, yeah, I mean. Home I appliances, like kitchen, man. I feel like if you're looking for something for the long haul, you got to go KitchenAid. KitchenAid. Yeah, I mean, they're expensive, Oof. but. Yeah. They, I've had mine for like 10 years. Is that a blender, though? Yours yeah. blends? Well, mine's I have a, a kitchen. Mine's I have a, a mixer. Well, I have a KitchenAid blender. Oh, damn. Okay. I didn't even know that was a thing. Okay. I'm, I'm thinking of like the KitchenAid stand mixer, like the, the KitchenAid. Yeah. The KitchenAid yeah, stand thing. mixer, like you mix up humans in that thing. It's a fucking <laughs> tank. <laughs> so I got a, like when I was living in Grand Rapids, I got a phone call from my uncle who he was like a professional chef or whatever. And he called me and is like, hey, there's a KitchenAid stand mixer at Costco. I want to buy it, but I already have three. Do you want one of my old ones? And I was like, sure, I'll take your your stand mixer. He buys the new one. It's too big. He's given me the big one. (laughs) (laughs) And you live in New York at the time? No, no, this was like two months ago. Oh, okay. Well, at least now you get some space. Yeah. And it's just, it's it's like so funny that he, he buys shit and then doesn't want it. And he's like, I know who wants this. Sam wants it. I love the idea that you go to visit your uncle and he's got like the, uh, he's got three stand mixers going at once. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. How else are you going to make these, uh, duck liver gnocchi or whatever he wants to make duck, duck liver ravioli. Wow. Yeah. He's like, I'll show you how to make them. And you know, God bless my uncle Jerry. Um, he's a, he's definitely a character. Bless him. Jerry is a hard ass uncle name. You know, just feels right. Oh, yeah. And he he definitely embraces that uncle spirit. He's rocking the uh, Sabago boat shoes. He's rocking the uh, not like the what are those? uh, The really short shorts. Chubbies. Uh, Chubby. He's rocking the chubbies. Um, You know, he's he's fully embraced uncle life my whole life. He's done that. I can appreciate that. Yeah, I'm into that. Can't wait to be an uncle. I don't know if I'm going to have kids anymore. So uncle would be cool. I feel like uncle's the best situation. You get to be the cool uncle and then you also get to leave them. I only have uncle at law or in law at best. At you know, law. Uncle at law. You know law. what I mean. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you guys. There's the end executioner. Dude, that's a great like NBC 7 p.m. on Tuesday show. Uncle at law. Uncle at law. From the writers of Gilmore Girls. <laughs> oh, man. Because yeah, Amber has, she has like a sister and a brother, right? Amber has two sisters and a brother. Yeah. And is her one sister still 
training to be a American Ninja Warrior? Um, not specifically, but is is still a personal trainer and is still like ripped to shreds. Damn. And then the other two are twins. Oh, that's wow. right. Yeah. I mean, you kind of get to be an uncle to them. In right? a way, because they're, yeah, they're very, so much yeah. younger. They are younger. Yeah, they're yeah. they're in high school. So that's that's fun. Like at least like you get to like experience youth like that. Like like they're they're thinking people now, you know, you don't have to worry about the little mm-hmm. kid stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, and the youth is fleeting. I can feel it leaving my body every second. So <laughs> yeah, Any, anytime I can vamp it off of the young kids, I'll take it. Yeah. Guys, remember when you took him to see Lil, no, not Lil Nas X, but uh, uh, Lil, Lil Uzi, Lil Vert. Uzi Vert. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they're, they're hardcore Uzi fans, you know. We got to do it. We got to be the cool aunt and uncle. Oh, man. See, that that's the fun Or shit. sister and brother, almost. Yeah. Yeah. How have you been, Cass? I haven't talked to you in months. Man, it's, uh, yeah, it's been a journey. Obviously had some PC troubles. Uh, if you listen to Gone Gold, you uh, will have heard the updates on that. But that explains my absence been uh been fighting with motherboards and computer components but we are back on on the old dusty trail uh things are good obviously the world's on fire uh but been out there you know doing my thing and uh yeah doing doing good doing good staying busy um hitting the streets you know fighting with clowns last night that was fun Got hit with the big, big counter protester vibes last night at oh, the uh, at the event. So, yeah, vibes or, or actual. No, I mean, they, they were there. Yeah, oh, they okay. were there. Yeah. Uh, so always good to get a little uh, spiciness from from the alt right, you know? Yeah. Fucking idiots. Big crowd. Oh, yeah. Things are good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, for for our little town, big crowd, you know, because uh, we're we're so close to Portland that most people that want to go like protest are going down to Portland. Mm hmm. But last night, uh, Vancouver did a thing, and we hadn't done anything in Vancouver, so decided to show up uh, for Juneteenth. Now, and yeah, yeah, cool. pretty pretty good crowd for our, our little hood. So, two questions. One was the counter protest big too. No. Okay, that's good just to hear. persistent. Okay. <laughs> and you know what I was thinking about? Have you had any like awkward or unfortunate interactions with your neighbors about this kind of stuff? Not specifically when when the when the um, some of it started to like kick off. We had like a very light conversation on uh, uh, some of the covid stuff. But that was like before George Floyd and all that. Mm -hmm. So uh, (laughs) I think tempers were a little lower. Uh, We do have a Black Lives Matter sign in our in our window. Uh, No one has decided to give us guff about that but considering that somebody a couple of houses down has a, a trump pence 2020 flag um you know mm. it, it's not inconceivable that it could happen do you uh, think so, uh, yeah, are, it's been okay who's the your neighbor's barb and phil uh yeah pnb pnb you think they're big all lives matter folks or you think uh, they're like i don't know i i don't i hesitate to make too many assumptions about them but yeah they probably are <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what? You gotta you gotta reverse gentrify the neighborhood, cast. You We're gotta trying. Make it. We're trying out here. the the guy The house across from us sold, uh, and and uh, a black guy moved in, so that's great. That's a win. That's diversify that, the neighborhood, baby. Is that the guy that was fixing the motors or something? Yeah, Am yeah, I? yeah. That's Lawrence over there. 
okay. working on the car. Cool. I got a lawnmower also in big news. Oh, dang. A riding one? Yeah. <laughs> no, I would have been no. so nice if it was a Oh my God. Once. Can you imagine Cass just smoking a big cigar? <laughs> riding Straw lawnmower. The, uh, the, the yard's not big enough to, to justify a riding lawnmower. It takes me about 15 minutes to mow this thing <laughs> with my push mower. So I would love uh, the scene, yeah. though, of you trying to convince Amber. Like, no, no, no. We need the riding lawnmower. <laughs> Think about it. Barbie. Like, like, the neighbors, too. Think about how much time I will save if I mow my lawn in two minutes. <laughs> Oh man! Oh. Yeah. So, uh, Cass, I saw you got some like outdoor furniture and stuff. Yes. That, uh, yeah. That Andy, stuff your your story cool. about the uh, the couch delivery made me think of our our story, but our, ours is lame because our people were perfectly nice. You know, we we got the call when they were supposed to come. They said we're going to be there in twenty minutes. They were there. Said, hey, we've got your thing. Where do you want it? We said, if you could put it over here, that would be awesome. I'm like, oh yeah, no problem. And unpackaged it and have a nice day. Just need you to sign this. Okay, great. Wow, that's how I thought <laughs> it yeah. would go. Yeah, it's fantastic. But we we got a nice little uh, outdoor like sectional seating thing, um, which is cool. We're not sitting in like plastic lawn chairs anymore. So is it waterproof? Uh, yeah. Amber Amber did some kind of looking into it. It's got some thing going on. Who the fuck knows? Okay, it can weather it can weather the. The Vancouver it's meant rings. to be outside. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Cass, you yeah. use the yard a lot? We are now. It's like actually getting to be nice. So, yeah, I mean, we're we're out there watering the garden and mowing the lawn and uh, just kind of enjoying ourselves sitting out there. Like Amber will work out there um, a good amount of the day. Uh, and then, yeah, we were out there just kind of dinking on our phones this yesterday evening. So totally. And we love to walk the neighborhood, so. Yeah, I think the Big homeowner vibes. Come out here. Yeah. Let's hang out on the patio. The access to a patio and yard is like the one thing about apartment living that kind of, like we have a, we have a nice park, like literally two minutes down the road. So we'll go sit there and like hang out in the grass or whatever, but it's not the, you know, you can't go back there and have your private yard. You can't mow that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> can't get naked back there. No, definitely not. Yeah, I can't get a couch <laughs> delivered back there. <laughs> so, Cass, you said come out here, and a friend of the show, um, my friend from New York, Kate, she's moving to Seattle. Oh, what up in in August? And so, eventually, I I am planning a PNW tour mm-hmm. where I go mm-hmm. to Seattle and I go to. Should I feel some kind of way that it took it took both you and Andy having someone else move out here (laughs) to like actually make the plans to come? You know, it's like, okay, well, Melissa's friend is out there, so I guess we can go see Cassidy. And now Sam's like, well, Kate's out there, so I guess I can go see Cassidy. I think you can. I came to your wedding. I was going to just gloss over history. It's fine. Just don't. (laughs) Me too. I was going to say, Andrew doesn't have any slack. Sam has some slack. Thank you. I was. We were there on the happiest day of your life, theoretically. It was the happiest day of my life. I mean, the universe doesn't want me to go, I guess, because we were going to plan to go. And then it was like the coronavirus happened. Now, I don't know. In 2017? Oh, no, no. I'm talking (laughs) about 2020. Oh, stop. When when do you guys think like traveling? Like, I think we talked about this last week. Like, what do we want to do first thing Mm -hmm. after the pandemic? But it's like, I feel like traveling, like, you know, Melissa was like, should we start planning a trip? Like... 
I was like, I feel like it's so uncertain. I feel like any trip you plan right now, it's like there's like a, I don't know, at least a 45% chance it's, you know, you're going to have to throw it out Canceled. the window. Well, I mean, the I'm, things I'm not are going, happening. Like yeah. flights are happening. I'm just not sure what the scene will be wherever it is you're going. That's you the know, thing. Of yeah. like, oh, well, half the city shut down kind of thing. Yeah. But it's and like, I'm just not, I'm not getting on a plane. You know, I can't, I don't think I can do it. It's like when would you want to get on a plane post vaccine? Mm. So I'll, I'll wait it out. But like it's like plane and then movie theaters right below. Like I think I've been in those enough times where I just know that that is where like. You know, humans misbehave the most. And uh, I don't tr- I don't trust them. Hmm. I'm putting money away for a trip, though. So I'm like planning in that sense. But because mm-hmm. I feel yeah. like everything is go- like slowly opening back up. But I feel like it's inevitable that it just. Fucks. It well, goes back. Yeah, that, that's the big meme is like things are changing, even though the thing hasn't changed and mm-hmm. it has, you know, n- numerically gotten worse. We just kind of we got bored of quarantine, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And as much as it was over, you know, you everyone does their own personal like uh, assessment, you know, their their risk assessment on 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 how to deal with all this shit. Um, and I, I worry sometimes, like, am I letting? Uh, I have the perfect excuse to not do anything, to truly succumb to like my indoor depression lifestyle. And am I am I is it too easy of a now? Am I leaning into it too much? Um, because it's kind of like a, a, a morally valid thing to lean into. Um, so that's always, that's been a worry for me is like, am I make am I, uh, limiting myself too much? Um, but honestly, a plane, a plane does kind of, even if nothing happens, I almost feel like it, it, it feels like a, a protest move to just not get on a plane right now because things are not normal. A hundred percent. I don't yeah. know. I mean, fuck that's the airlines. Yeah, I mean, for real. <laughs> Fuck the airlines. Yeah. And I, I think we just have to kind of like as we move forward, kind of like normalize, like norm, like normalize wearing a mask. Like even, you know, post vaccine, you feel sick, wear a mask. You wear a mask to the grocery store, just fucking do it. And I think, you know, things like that, use hand sanitizer. And just like, I think we'll have to kind of quickly face this cultural shift to where like things like that are okay. Mm-hmm. I hope that, you know, I hope that happens. I, yeah. I know it's like an ice cold take, but the fact that wearing a mask has become like a political mm-hmm. and or issue of strength is like just absolutely infuriating to me. Like, Oh, I, th- I, I, I think people are wearing masks, not because they're actually worried or following health concerns, but to spite the president, you know, it's like, there's a, a group of people out there that think that, yeah, it's like that. That I yeah. I mean, I definitely feel like that a little bit, Cass. Like, I definitely wear it because it's the right thing to do. But I think I, in moments where I don't need to be wearing it, maybe you know, maybe on the walk from my apartment door to my car, I'll still wear it. Just, just, just because I know, if I if I can remind people that things are not normal, it, it, that that feels good. So you're wearing it like. You're going out to your car and you're wearing it. Yeah, like I was just walking through my my apartment building. Mm-hmm. 
If if I'm yeah. leaving my house to go like into a place, I'm wearing it. If mm-hmm. I'm taking like a walk around the neighborhood, I leave it at home. But otherwise, I, I wear it like as soon as I get in the car, pretty much. Yeah. I feel like we're hitting the point now. So because things are starting to open up slowly here. Like we didn't go full open. It's all like everything is super limited, but restaurants are open as a Monday. Um, outdoor dining only and 25% capacity max. Uh, and then the they just opened non-essential business and they're opening the malls on the 29th and everything is like going to be limited. Um, but like people are, it's like masks are mandatory everywhere. You can't, it's like the government in, in New Jersey has like, you can't be optional masks. But people but are, are pe- like, are, what? Are people enforcing it? I mean, that's what's happening in Michigan. Yeah, I also feel like things are a little like, I don't know, we don't, I, at least in northern New Jersey, you don't really have the, I'm going to die on the fucking, don't tread on me, I'm not mm. wearing a mask, my business doesn't require it type of thing. Mm. Um, so like every place is like, yeah, you need a mask to fucking step foot in here. And like people are following it, but people are getting so lax, like almost like the uh appearance of even having the mask with you that is fine like people are like oh i'm gonna wear the mask but like i'm gonna wear it on the chin Mm. oh i well i have a mask but my mask is in the car it's like that's fine or like people are like oh uh wait what'd you say and pull the mask down and like start talking like no this is not how this works why are we doing this then i was like you shouldn't just don't even wear the mask you're gonna do that it reminds me yeah. of you ever see the clip where the woman comes into like the convenience store and she has the hole in her mask so she can talk. And the guy's yeah, like, yeah. yo, where'd you get that mask? She's like, oh, I, I cut it like this so I can breathe. He's like, oh, that's a good idea. I should do that. <laughs> it's like, that's what people are doing. We went to a place uh, last weekend that had a big sign on the door uh, said masks required. And we came in and somebody tried to come in behind us uh, that didn't have a mask and like saw the sign and turned away. And the owner guy's like, hey, wait, 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 wait. Like, come on. It's fine. Last I checked, it's still America in here. Oh, like (laughs) you had a gun store. Where the fuck were you? (laughs) That's how it is out here. Oh, man. Yeah. My district voted Trump, so. It's definitely like that in Texas, dude. Like, here, everything is open, completely normal. I see lines out out of bars outside my fucking balcony. Like, there's this bar. The bar I have the the best eye line of is, uh, like, a a big patio rooftop bar. You Mm -hmm. know, there's, like, 100 people there every Saturday. Hundreds, maybe. Um. They play Chive TV and project it on a wall. Wow. I can see that from my balcony. Um, That's on brand. Yeah. But, man, it's, 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 it, I mean, there's signs in some of these small towns surrounding Austin that are like, no, no masks, which is why, like, no, like, you can't wear, you can't come in if you're wearing a mask, which is why, like, all the governors, you can't come of in. The, not the governors, the mayors, all the mayors of the big cities in Texas wrote a joint letter to the governor saying, uh, hey, can we please enforce this? Can you give us the option to enforce this for like our big cities that this is a big problem? Um, and then the next day, the governor was like, oh, okay, yeah, you can do that. So it looks Boy. like it might be a little uh, less lenient in Austin moving forward. But I don't know, dude. I live in the most fucking gentrified part of Texas, and it feels awful. Yeah. 
have they started doing like I think one of the cool things that is happening here is like to to let the local bars and restaurants kind of survive. Obviously, you can get takeout food, but they've now allowed drinking outdoors and alcohol to go. So like we have like some local places that are now like our bars only. They've like reopened. You go in, they give you whatever cocktail or beer you want. They put a lid on it and they're like, have fun. Thanks for coming. And then you could just like walk the street and and drink, which is like kind of surreal. But holy shit. Pretty cool. It, sh- yeah, it, sh- it shows the fucking joke of like just alcohol laws and sentiment in this country. Texas is like uh, you can't buy alcohol after X amount of hours every day and you can't buy alcohol on Sundays. But the first week of of like stay at home orders, they implemented that take alcohol to go everywhere. Yep. Like no, like the fucking Velvet Taco. You guys remember Velvet Taco? Mm-hmm. Velvet oh, Taco yeah. will give you a bag, a bag that's a gallon of margarita mix for oh, yeah. like forty dollars. Jesus. Yeah, it's fucking gross, man. New world order, dude. We yeah. out here. Yeah, I mean it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of hard. There's not a lot of great stuff happening. I mean, there's good stuff happening, but you know, uh, I, I read this quote that I thought perfectly. Uh, I'm gonna butcher the quote, but it was something like, "How how are you? How do you tend to your garden when everything outside of your garden is on fire?" It probably wasn't on fire, the quote, but uh, yeah, I think that's something everyone's kind of dealing with right now. Is like, how do you still keep inching towards death in a way that feels like you're <laughs> not wasting your time on this earth uh, while everything else is fucking horrible. I don't know the answer yet, but that's what I'm working towards. Yeah, that's kind of what I've been thinking about. It's like, you know, if like someone like wants to like, you know, people want to gather or whatever, like I, I, I can't fucking control that. And like, you know, if people want to wear masks, like, yeah, they're fucking stupid, but I, you know, I, I can't, I can only tend to my garden, I guess. And like, I think that's, that's kind of like what I was telling my mom. Like when this was like first kind of starting, she was like, she's getting really like angry. She's like, oh, look at those people. They're gathering. And it's like, you know, like, fuck, like, fuck, you can't, you know, if they want to be stupid, I guess they can, but I don't know. It's frustrating, but what can you do? Not to uh, hard shift us. Do it. How do you guys feel you are at time management? Mm. Like, you guys feel you use your time valuably? No. Boy. I feel like I can if I need to. Or in the sense, like, I don't even mean it as hard. What I've found myself is that I'm incredibly bad at is that I have all these things I want to do. I want to watch this documentary. I want to play this game. I want to read this book. And then I will waste hours unhealthily like scrolling through Twitter. Mm -hmm. And so it's Mm -hmm. like, I've found that I need to, I need to stop going on Twitter one because it destroys my, uh, mental health soul. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I also find that like, if I'm not on Twitter that I'm scrolling Reddit or I'm like scrolling the fucking news. Like, I mean, I deleted my Facebook, but it was like, I didn't even read anything on my Facebook, but I would instinctually open it. It's like, mm-hmm. and I'm just wasting this time. And then I realized like, oh, fucking an hour and a half went by. It's like, I could have watched that documentary. Now it's fucking midnight and I'm tired or, 
So it's like I've been trying to actively realize that I'm because I think wasting time is good, right? If you waste time, but you enjoy it, that's good. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's not time wasted. Yeah. 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 But no, scrolling Twitter is not time enjoyed, but is time wasted. <laughs> well, it's tricky because it's not enjoyed, but there is like a unfortunate practical thing to gleam from it. Right. The connectedness you feel like, especially, you know, I think. You you look at Twitter and you're like, well, I wouldn't have seen this on fucking anything else. And this shit sucks, but I, I I think it's better than I know, even if it made me incredibly bummed out. Um, I don't know. When Cassidy talked about turning off notifications on Twitter a couple months ago, I followed suit and that dramatically changed my life. I found out that like I was clicking on Twitter way more often for the bullshit notifications that I knew were bullshit from Twitter. You know, like hey, these three people you follow that you don't even give a shit about like this tweet, you should come on our app, you know? Um, So notifications has helped, but I think as, you know, the last couple of weeks, the last month, I've definitely been on it more than I probably ever have in my life. Uh, But I've relegated it to, and I'm not good at this, but I've tried to relegate it as much as I can to like in bedtime. Mm. So I'll try to do it. Maybe not the best, but I do it like in the morning or in the, at night. And that's probably horrible for me too. Um, but I find myself that if I do it in the day, I start doing the thing where like at some point I'm scrolling and it's like nothing new's coming up. And that's when it's like, fuck me. Yeah. 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 I'm not, I'm not doing as good as I could be or should be, but I'm trying, I'm trying to approach that shit with like a, a purpose right now. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, okay, so I'm getting on Twitter pretty regularly. Like, I'm probably on Twitter as much as I've ever been on Twitter these days. But it is sort of to, like, peek my head up and, like, see what's going on in the world and and try to get some updates. And less, like, mindless scrolling, you know, through, uh, you know, all the subreddits on Twitter, on uh, Reddit. Yeah, and I think that's... But, yeah, it's it's fucking tough, man. That's a struggle, too, right? Because you want to be in the know. You want to be in the news. You want to see the latest on Twitter, like what the fucking world is going on. Um, it's a struggle. I think, I think it's, it can be healthy to like commit one way or another. Like it's hard if I'm sort of playing a game, I'm sort of watching something and I'm sort of going through bullshit on Twitter. It's like either dive in and like, okay, I'm going to catch up on Twitter cause I haven't been on there all day or like fucking leave it alone. I think, I think, if when we go like halfway into it, it kind of permeates like my entire day. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, well, yeah, I, I was on Twitter every 30 minutes or so instead of, yeah, I was on Twitter for like an hour at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I like the latter. I think I found that that's been a little bit better for me, even though, like I said, like fucking Thursday was an awful day for me where I was just on Twitter during the workday way too much for no reason. But it's tough, man. Time management. I think what I've committed to, though, at least that that has helped me, Andy, for like consuming the garbage that I feel like I need to consume has just been just fucking do it. Just start it. Just just do it. If it doesn't work 10 minutes in, just move on. And I'm not saying like if it's not working, I mean, you're usually going to watch something or or play something and you know you're going to kind of like it for the most part. 
But I just mean like if it doesn't feel like the right time, just fucking abandon ship. I started reading for the first time since like fourth grade. I picked up a book last night. I'm like 20% through it, liking it a lot. But I got bored this morning and I was just like, you know, I'm just not, I'm not, I had to read the last page three times. I don't think it's working out. And then I played The Last of Us for an hour. And now I'm here. Hell yeah. So what I think I, I've been better what? at like switching uh, and just making sure I'm enjoying my time with whatever I'm doing instead of just forcing myself. Like uh, people say I should watch this. Let me just fucking watch it. Yeah, what book are you going to so say, Sam? I, what book are you going what, what, Yeah, what book? I'm curious because this is, this is big. The, yeah, this is actually, I, I kind of <laughs> just uh, made no big deal of it, but it actually is massive. Um, literally, no hyperbole. Hyperbole. I probably haven't read a book for joy since like second, third grade or something. And I'm talking about, you know, the young adult section uh, mm-hmm. in the book, in the library. Wild Fang or something. Yeah. Hardy Hardy boys. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Dude, I um, like, like the Hardy Boys. All the books I've really read since then have been for school. And I think that's why I hated reading because I didn't realize books could be fun. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. But I've been trying to get into reading and just like, I, you know, I've, I've had that idea. It's like, I should read more for years. And then um, Alexi came home yesterday and she was like, I just bought this. If you're not going to keep it, I'll keep it. But I bought this. And she bought a Kindle paperweight. Ooh. Yeah. And I got to tell you, I wasn't sure I was going to be into it. Because, um, again, it's like the, the fucking all the trolls we are. We're like, oh, the physical media. I got to feel it. I got to touch it. The paper white though yeah this is man I'll, i i've been i was actually gonna because i think cass you have one right i have one. i was gonna oh, ask because okay. i kind of want one because i don't want any i after moving i was like i don't want to ever see a fucking physical book in my life again because i gotta <laughs> carry those in boxes yeah they're fucking heavy so yeah you, i mean this shit dude is like it gave me the feeling I felt when I touched the Vita, when I touched the, the switch <laughs> where you're just like oh this just feels right it just feels so good. Um, and the only bummer is if you want to read comic books, it's not in color. But, you know, I was mm-hmm. I read like a couple pages of Scott Pilgrim just to feel it out. Mm-hmm. And that's a black and white book. So, you know, maybe a bad example. But it was it, it, it worked pretty well. But for books, the book I started, like, it's just like you adjust the font size to the right thing. I'm doing the dark mode where the text is white and the screen is black. Um, I make my text like a good beefy size where there's maybe only like three paragraphs on a page. And I feel like that's making me just read better. Like, I don't know. Like I'm actually, I think especially for the book I'm reading, uh, the book I'm reading is called weather by Jenny Ophill, which I was always like, I'm not going to like fiction. I think I need a good nonfiction book. I need, if I feel Mm -hmm. like I'm learning something, maybe it'll drive me to read. But guess what? A good narrative also drives you to do stuff. So uh, I'm dumb. And this book is fucking incredible, guys. Uh, one the best things I like about the Kindle is a little percentage indic- indicator on the bottom right. Mm-hmm. That makes you feel good, dude. You're like, yeah. oh, man, I started at 3%. I'm at 16% now. Oh, this, this, you feel the progress. It's awesome. Tell yeah. me I only got an hour of this book left. Yeah, <laughs> I can do that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love that. that. It says that, too. It's like 40 minutes left on this chapter. It's oh, it's, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. I think the best thing about those is like if you don't know a word, you can just like tap on it and the fucking dictionary pops up. Mm-hmm. Like that's I think the greatest thing. 
um, you know, this is super helpful. The, the paper white is big brain energy. The, the form factor is great. And like, honestly, I have this whole long wish list on Amazon of like Kindle books I'm sort of interested in. Every single fucking day, they put like 30 Kindle books on basement prices. Like I haven't paid more than like two bucks for a book in like three years. Oh, wow. See, this all sounds incredible. And I, I've been on the fence about getting one for so long because I think... I want to read more. I don't want to buy books. Also, like when I'm reading a book, it's like I have to do it in the light. I have to like if I want to lay down and read, it's like you got to angle it so that the shadow and everything like all the first world problems. Um, are, this is the move for you. Yeah. The, but, the, this and you can take it those. outside. But dude, this one's the one we got is waterproof up to two meters, Andy. I'm going to read it in the <laughs> fucking jacuzzi. You're going to read it at the shore. (laughs) I'm actually, for the first time in years, missing the shore right now. Restore it. Uh, What's your concern? Our new apartment right down the street is the local library. Okay. I feel like, I don't know. It's so, like, I feel like no morals. I'm going to go support Jeff, buy his Kindle, buy his Kindle books when the library's right down the street. With uh, you know, it's it's very very possible that your library does ebooks. That's true. A Ooh, lot of them have of like a, a a login they'll give you that gives you access to a lot of shit. Strong we did that possibility. Au- yeah, we did we did that, and we got like a bunch of audibles for a road trip when we came down to Texas the first time. Mm. Um, and like yeah, those are free. You could just check those out digitally. I, I totally know people who do that, and Kindle supports that format. That's good to know. So if if you wanted to, to to try to have your cake and eat it too, and say, "Look at me, I'm supporting local and I'm supporting libraries," but here I am with my Bezos device, you know, you could do it, man. I will say there is value in supporting libraries, Andy. But if you're no, buying, not. I'm kidding. Yeah. All right. Fuck. <laughs> you're you're a complex man, man. <laughs> can't even put. You can't. Don't put, put a title on Cass. Yeah. He. Yeah. Don't try to put baby in a box. <laughs> But I think the 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 value of uh, buying books, even though Bezos gets a cut, is that you are just giving money to to the person who wrote the book. That's true. So you are you know you're supporting small business in that way too. You're supporting J.K. Rowling. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not <clears throat> buying Harry Potter, but yeah, fuck that. Um, I think this book I'm reading, Andy, you might really like. Weather, it's called. Weather by Jenny Ophill. O f f i l l. Can you give uh, us I a heard, quick yeah, uh, give us the pitch. A synopsis? Yeah, I had read the recommendation. Um I, I had heard the recommendation on a podcast, and now I'm just saving all these podcast recommendations. Um, but the the pitch is basically, and that's where I got the quote from that I mentioned earlier, the garden quote. Hmm. Um, but it's it's basically the the big hook is how it's written, which I can't describe. It's written in like three paragraphs and then it does the dot, dot, dot where there's clearly a time jump, not a big time jump, just like we're going to go through a day and it's going to take us, you know, five to ten sections of little paragraphs of chunks. Um, And it's just written in such a matter of fact, efficient way. It's a really short read, like the estimated time reading was under two hours. Um, It's like 250 pages. Um, It's just it's just such an easy read, which is what's so enjoyable but it's like very poetic in the way it describes things. And plot wise, um, I haven't even really gotten to this plot description, but this is what's basically on the back of the book. But it's a woman 
Uh, she has a kid. She has a husband. She's just kind of living her life. She's a librarian. And she gets this side job to answer emails for her mentor who hosts a, po- a podcast that just got really popular. And it's a podcast about climate change, about social issues and stuff like that. And it's the 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 hook was that like she's reading these emails from people who are, you know, on one end of the spectrum, worried and like depressed about like climate change and on the other end of the spectrum, uh, you know, worried about chemtrails. Um, and I think it, it, it that the, the quote was in the back of the book about like, you know, how, how do you worry about your shit once you start to see more and more like the problems that you don't necessarily deal with all the time actively in your day? Um, and it hasn't felt like overly political or like relevant to today. So it still feels like escapism. Um, and just like the language, the, I just can't, I can't describe it, but it is just, you read the, I read one page and I was like, Oh fuck. I didn't know reading. I didn't know books could do this. <laughs> um, so it's really exciting. And I'm really, really like hyped to finish this book. I woke up early, like, because I wanted to finish, like keep reading and, um, I'm really, really fucking hoping I can ride this wave, dude. Because if I can find more books that make me feel this way, man, I've been sleeping on a whole medium that has <laughs> really cool ideas. And I feel like the Kindle, it removes all the barriers, right? Like you don't have to go to the fucking yeah. Barnes and Noble or order a book or carry a book or any of that kind of stuff. So I, I do want to put yeah. out for the, for the introverts, uh, like at least Andy and I, Big, big bonus that you can have the Kindle out in public. Nobody knows what you're reading. No judgment. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to worry. Oh, what are people thinking? Uh, yep. They'll never know. <laughs> yeah. Now, the big the biggest brain play is, uh, Andy, when I was on the subway, I would sometimes look over and see what people were reading. And uh, one time there was a, I saw a lady. Uh, she was doing the Elmer tactic um, where the font was really big. But what she was reading was very horny. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that, uh, that was a, a fun commute for me. <laughs> we were we were reading that. We were reading that romance novel together. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to get really into the independent Kindle published, you know, like I, I'm yeah. out at sea. I find a dolphin who turns into a big hunk man that then, you know, <laughs> makes me feel like I've never felt before. There's a lot of furry lit out there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't have to hunt it. No. It'll just show up sometimes, man. That's all you need. So, Sam? Yeah. You wanted me to end the show early, so I'll do it. We gave these people <laughs> three extra minutes that we normally don't do. Yeah, I'm building a shed. I didn't even get to talk about it. I'm building a shed with my dad. I told him yeah. I was recording this morning like I do every Saturday morning. He was like, what? <laughs> Sam, does your dad rest? <laughs> your, dad's, like, your dad's like, I'm building a shed. He, he, I'm putting an in-ground pool in. <laughs> No, he refuses to put a pool in. Too many trees in our backyard. God, he's always so busy. What a renaissance man. Yeah, he really is. Sam, if the people wanted to find out about your shed. Uh, If people wanted to find out about my shed, uh, you go to etsy.com backslash shop backslash S-A-M-U wood goods. Like my good friend, Nathan Vigil. Umber, did you know? It's not vigil. It's not. Nathan Vigil, it's Vigil. We've been clowns. His last really? name, Spanish. And he was wow. he was upset that you did not pick up that it was a Spanish pronounced last name. 
Well, it's oh, yeah. one of those names where it's like it, it it has such easy. It's so easy to say bluntly. Vigil. Yeah, yeah. Like I also Rainbow know Six. Vigil from Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sorry, Nathan. Uh, maybe if I read more and play less video games, you know, I'll get better at this kind of stuff. Yeah. So. Cassidy, where can Nathan Vigil find you? Uh, <laughs> Nathan the Heel. Uh, check me out on Twitter at Sergeant Cass. Angel Street. Uh, where can Nathan the Heel find you? At Street Sweeper, only one R. Hmm. Wow. Remember? I, that used to be our <laughs> biggest worry: is how we're going to get you down to one R. I know, and you know, sometimes I think back. Brock. I should have like, I should have put more effort into the the meme when it happened. And so all I did was change the Brock Memerton account, and it wasn't. I didn't. I think none of us anticipated it to be that easy or successful. Me neither. Right. It wasn't easy. It took us like two years. It took Andy one email. Yeah, all, I, I just never asked. I feel like all I had to do was ask. <laughs> There's a lesson right there. Yeah, just ask. Ladies and gentlemen, stay golden.